Hi, friends. <laughs> Let's pray. Oh, Father God, you are the only one that I'll lay, my do lay down my life for. <laughs> I thank you, Father, that today, and it's only your words can, that can touch people's hearts. And so, Father, I pray today, God, I stand behind the cross that your words come forth, God, anointed words. And I thank you, Father, for your love. I thank you for the message. And I thank you, God, that you have set me on the qualification ladder, Jacob's ladder. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to thank some people. I want to thank um, my husband. You know, many times uh, I has asked him to make things. Uh, anyone who's been in my discipleship class knows that I, God just has put visuals on my heart, so I was always bringing visuals. So Jim made the balance beam for me, and um, I talked to Tim Knutson, and I said, I need a rickety old ladder. And so he said, well, come on over. I, I need a strong ladder. I need a rickety old ladder. And he showed me two, and I looked at that one. I'm like, I don't think that's going to connect. Can I stand on it? And I'm like, I needed a ladder that I was going to feel uncomfortable on so that you can see the disqualification ladder is, is not meant for any of us. So I want to talk, before I get into um, Jacob's letter, I want to tell you the background so you know what's leading up to this. It's the story of Isaac and Rebekah. It's in Genesis, and they have twins, Esau, and Jacob. Esau was the first, and then Jacob. And what's happening at this time is Isaac is on his way home. He's blind. He's not doing very well. And... Uh, and, you know, Rebecca sees that. And so that's where Rebecca and Isaac are at. So now at this time, Esau is out hunting. And uh, Esau was the son that Jacob loved because Jacob, you know, loved hunting, and he, so he favored Esau. And Rebecca favored Jacob because Jacob hung out hung around home more with her, and she got to spend more time. So at this point, Esau is out hunting, and Jacob is, has made this amazing stew. And because Esau was a firstborn, he got the birthright. And he comes starving. And there's Jacob. Mmm, smelling good, the stew. And Esau comes, and he's like, I am starving. I need, I need some food. He said, Jacob, can I have that stew? And Jacob goes, yeah. If you give me your birthright, you can have some. And Esau is famished. I mean, I've talked about this with me and hunger. You know, I'm like, sometimes if I'm hungry and tired, I'm like, don't open your mouth. You know, I'm just, just wanting that food. So, you know, I understand it. I didn't have a you know, wasn't giving away a birthright, but I understand Esau. So now you see that happened, and Jacob's like, ha, 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 and Esau afterwards regrets it. He's like, oh. So Isaac talks to Esau and says, go out and get some, a goat 
and make me, you know, the stew I love, and, and I'm going to bless you. And Rebecca hears it, and she says, Jacob, come here, come here. I'm going to make this stew for you, and I want you to go and pretend that you're Esau. He's like, I, I'm not hairy like Esau's hairy. I'm not hairy like Esau. And she's like, we'll put some of this skin on you to make you hairy. So now the deception. So Jacob walks in to Isaac. I have your stew, father. He says, you don't sound like Esau. You sound like Jacob. Come close. And I remember he couldn't see. And he comes and he feels. Remember, they, had put, they put the hair on. Feels the hair. And he blesses Jacob, who he thought was Esau. Jacob leaves. Rebecca and Jacob are like, yes! You got the birthright. You got the blessing. Esau comes in. Father, here is the stew that I have prepared for you. Bless me. And Isaac realized he's been swindled. He says, I can't. He said, your, your brother came in pretending he was you, and I blessed him. And Esau was like, bless me, bless me. You give me, you have to have some blessings. He goes, I can't. So now here's the story. Esau hates Jacob. And Rebecca heard Esau say, when dad dies, I'm killing him. I'm going to kill him. So Rebecca goes to Jacob and says, Jacob, you've got to get going. You've got to, I'll tell you what, my brother, he has a place. I'm going I'm to talk to your dad, and I'm going to send you there. And I'll, when Esau is okay, I'll have you come back. So Rebecca goes to Isaac and, oh, there's no, there's no women around here. Do you see? Conniving again, manipulating. There's no women around here for, you know, our son Jacob. Will you give him the blessing to go to my brothers? And he goes, yes. So Jacob, who has manipulated, deceived, lied, and is now is running for his life, comes to a place on his way where he has a dream. And this is where the story starts. So if you'll stand for the word, please. We'll take a look at Genesis 28, 10 through 22. So now remember, this is Jacob on his, on his way. Jacob left Beersheba and set out for Haran, and when he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head and lay down to sleep. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway, a ladder, resting on the earth with its top reaching to heaven, and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. There above it stood the Lord, and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father, Abraham, and the God of Isaac, I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth and you will spread out to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. 
I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go, and I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. When Jacob awoke from his sleep, he thought, surely the Lord is in this place. And I was not aware of it. He was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. And early the next morning, Jacob took the stone he had placed under his head and set it up as a pillar and poured oil on top of it. And he called that place Bethel, though the city used to be called Luz. Then Jacob made a vow saying, if God will be with me and will watch over me on this journey I am taking and will give me food to eat and clothes to wear so that I return safely to my father's household, then the Lord will be my God and this stone that I have set up as a pillar will be God's house. And all that you give me, I will give you a tenth. You may have a seat. So the first point is you are not disqualified. This ladder represents the disqualification ladder. Remember, it, it represents all the things that we have done that would disqualify us. So let's take a look at Romans 5, 6 through 8. For while you were still helpless at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly, for one will hardly die for a righteous man, though perhaps for the good man someone would dare even to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us, and now while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So he's saying, are you disqualified because of sin? So let's take a look at this ladder, the disqualification ladder. So, yeah. So let's, let's look at what that looks, what it looks like, the disqualification ladder. Let's, let's look at what it looked like for Jacob. So looking at Jacob, he, we talked about he lied, he manipulated, he even, he schemed with his mother. He, uh, and now because of all the sin, he has to run for his life because really, he should be disqualified. The disqualification ladder is one that we use so often for ourselves. We look at the things that we have done, the sins, the things we've done in our past, the things that we're still doing, and, the, and, and you know, you could even, part of the disqualification is you keep on looking to the future. And whenever you look at yourself and you disqualify yourself, you're standing on this ladder. You can also look at people on the disqualifying ladder and you'll say, they're disqualified. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I saw what they did. Disqualified. Disqualified. So I want to talk a little bit about who would be disqualified by sin. Let's look at James 3.16. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder in every evil thing. So here's that selfish ambition. So let's, let's look at the heroes in the Bible. I'm going to say it again. They're heroes in the Bible. I'm going to lean on this disqualification ladder as I'm talking to you about 
the heroes in the Bible. Here's just a few. Adam, the first man, was a blame shifter who couldn't resist peer pressure. Eve, first woman, couldn't control her appetite. Cain, the first born human being, murdered his brother. Noah, the last righteous man on earth at the time, was a drunk who slept in the nude. Abraham, the forefather of faith, let other men walk off with his wife on two different occasions. Isaac, who nearly was killed by his father, talked his wife into concealing their marriage. Rebecca, so we're talking about the first mail-order bride, turned out to be a rather manipulative wife. Jacob, who out-wrestled God, was pretty much a pathological deceiver. Moses, the humblest man on the face of the earth, had a very serious problem with his temper. And David, the friend of God, concealed his adultery with a murder. Last Sunday, Greg, I had uh, Paul on here, but Greg did such a nice job of talking about Paul that I took him off the list. So, we can look at all the things We can look at the things that we've done, and we can easily disqualify ourselves. Let's look at point two. Point two says, you are qualified. Colossians 1.12. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. So let's talk about this. We have the disqualification ladder, and we have now the qualification ladder. The qualification ladder is the ladder that our Father has for us. He's the qualifier. He doesn't disqualify, he qualifies. Let's look at how he qualified Jacob. So here Jacob is, remind you of the story, deception, lying, uh, now he's running. You know, sometimes when we read the story, you're like, yeah, and his brother wants to kill him, and you know, he's like, la, 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 I'm going to my brother's. No, he's like, I got to get out of here, my brother's trying to kill me. He's not saying, oh, you know, yay, I got the birthright, yay, I got the blessings. He's not feeling that. So... He is very much disqualified. Someone's trying to kill him. Disqualified. And this is what God does. In a dream, he says, I'm qualifying you. Take a look. I am showing you this ladder. I am showing you this ladder, angels coming up and down, and I'm speaking to you how I'm going to bless you. And You know that song that Nathan sang, you know, Seek His Face, O God of Jacob. Are you getting this? So the God of Jacob spoke to Jacob, and he qualified him. He qualified him. He did not disqualify him. 
I think about myself and how much time I spent on that disqualification ladder, even as a Christian. You know, I'm like, okay, and then, oh, that thing I did, what is it? The unpardonable sin. And God says, I am not a disqualifier. You are nobody's disqualifier. You, do, you, are, you are not to disqualify yourself, and you are not to disqualify anybody else. He is the qualifier, so it does not matter. Have you, do you have a, a silent sickness, sin that you do? does not disqualify you. Do you have fear? Does not disqualify you. Have you had an abortion? Does not disqualify you. Have you had a relapse? Does not disqualify you. Do you have anxiety? Does not disqualify you. Do you have temper? Does not disqualify you. Eating disorder? Does not disqualify you. Depression? Does not disqualify you. Don't get on this disqualification ladder. Look at. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I've been on that. I want to tell you a story where I really saw the qualification ladder. I want to go a step higher. So I am so blessed to be part of the jail ministry. On Wednesday mornings, I'm the women's chaplain at the Dane County Jail, and I see how he qualifies every single woman. I've told this story before, but I want to say, to some people, I want to say it again. It's such a beautiful qualification story. So I went in, and there was a woman I had never seen before. And I felt like I wanted to make her smile. I had never done that before. I never went and saw somebody. And, and so I sharing, I don't even know what I was doing. I was trying to make her smile, laugh. I was making faces. Or I have no idea what I did. But all I know, there was something in me that says to make her smile. So she smiles. And she has these big dimples. And I'm like, you, you're supposed to smile. God gave you dimples. You're supposed to smile. And she goes, that's not who I am. I go, uh-uh, you are. You, that's who you are. And I went and I looked into her story. The God of Jacob went after a woman who committed homicide. There isn't anything that any of the women in the jail have done. Child abuse, drugs, stealing, nothing that disqualifies them. I see it in the jail. He goes after every single woman. They are not disqualified. Let's take a look at uh, 1 John 3, 9. No one who is, who is born of God practices sin because his seed abides in him and he cannot sin because he is born of God. So what you do is you go, oh, 
the disqualification ladder always, I see my, my sin, my sin, my sin. The qualification ladder says his seed abides in him. So he sees you as qualified. So good. Let's take a look. And, and, and I want to tell you, that's the message that Greg gave on grace. And God gave me this visual about grace. I always used to look grace for me as I would say, I'm, I'm a screw-up that needs a savior. You know? I'm imperfect. There's only a perfect God. So, you know, sorry. And so I saw it. Sometimes, you know, that, it, you know, help. I need help every day. And I got this visual that the Lord said, this is what grace is. You wake up, you open your eyes in, this mo- in the morning, and I sprinkle glitter on you. And I make you beautiful. And he took away the sin from grace. And he made it beautiful. He made grace beautiful. So I should have brought some glitter. I like threw it at everybody. <laughs> But see what he does when you're on the qualification ladder? He changes. He helps you. He helps you to get all the, off the disqualification ladder. Number three is our journey in the mist. James 4.14. Yet you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You're just a vapor, a mist, that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. You know, I think about the prime timers. And I, mean, I thought about when Chris said, 10 years ago, I'm like, Jim, that just went like that. It was so fast, 10 years ago? You know, the prime timers, ask them about their lives. Say, did it go fast? Did it go, it just, it goes like that. And how do we learn how to journey when our life is like that? Let's look. At 2 Corinthians 4, 17 through 18. For momentarily, light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So I want to talk to you a little bit about the journey in the mist on the qualification ladder. And how, how, do you, how do you stay on this ladder? You know, it's a, it's a journey like that, but how do I stay on the qualification ladder? Well, he talked a little bit. You know, we know a little bit about we got to keep our eyes on him. But let's talk about our struggles. The word says that we're going to struggle. Just because you're Christian doesn't mean you're not going to struggle, but he says Jesus will overcome. He's overcome everything. So let's look at the struggle. So we're on the ladder, I'm qualified, I'm qualified. And then you're like, hold on, help, right? Help, help me. You know, it's, it's, it's so hard. All of a sudden, this hard thing, if you talk to anybody, anybody have a hard thing? We all have a hard thing. And I want to tell you about what happened to me in, in a struggle. Last Thursday, I don't know if it was last Thursday, it was the Thursday when we had prayer. And 
I had signed up for the four to six prayer time, and I'm an early to bed, early to rise kind of gal, and so I set my alarm for a quarter to three. I woke up at two, and I thought, I'll just have quiet time before I go to prayer. Got up, had quiet time, went in for prayer, and I had taken off that Thursday to, to do the outline for the message. Got home. At 8.30 in the morning, I started, you know, she's melting. And I was like, I have to go to bed. My body was like, what are you doing? So I went to bed, 8.30, woke up at 10, and I woke up in a fog. Now, normally, I wake up and I'm like, good morning, world. You know, I am just ready to go. I'm happy. I'm a morning person, da 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 And I woke up at 10 o'clock and I was in a fog. And I was like, I can't, I'm supposed to do the outline. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I can't do it. You know, and I was like, I go, wait a minute. I can do it Friday. Today, I'm gonna, I can do, like, I can walk, I can do a load of laundry, I can do that kind of stuff, you know, but I, I just wanted to sit on the couch like this. So I did that. I took a nap. Went to bed early. I woke up Friday morning in my quiet time. I'm good, going to get ready. And my body started going. I'm like, God, I'm struggling because they made me get up early and pray. And I'm, you know, I was looking at my body and I was like, what am I going to do? How am I going to do the outline? I'm like, so here I am on the ladder. What am I going to do? And I sense this. Why, did, why does your body have to have strength for me to give you the message? I'm like, okay. And it just changed. Why did I have to feel strong for him to tell me the message? A total shift on this ladder, right? Looking to him on this ladder, boom, boom, 11.30, the outline is done. I'm like, oh, this is so good. But then this week came another attack. And he was using my physical body again, the enemy. And I woke up Thursday. I was going to just really solidify the, you know, God, what stories do you want me to put in here? How do you want me to share all this? And... I feel I can't focus. I couldn't concentrate. It took me an, like an hour to read the, that day for the one-year Bible. And I felt weak again. And I was like, Lord, Lord, help me. What, what am I going to do? Call people to pray for you. So I obeyed. I called people to pray for me, and all of a sudden, I could feel this strength in me. I could feel that I was getting stronger and stronger because I obeyed what he said, keeping my eyes on him, holding on to him on this qualification letter. See, I didn't want to say, I'm, you know, I didn't want to be disqualified. So let me tell you some things about that letter. When you're on the qualification ladder, the strength, the ladder that the God of Jacob spoke to him, 
be promise-focused, not pain-focused. There's a really good, Katie, just Katie's right here, she's going to talk about herself, gave a really good message yesterday at the women's breakfast about how what the things that she that God has given her the tools to get her 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 mind off her pain her physical pain but there's also emotional pain there's pain from the wounds from your past so be promise focused not pain focused miracles don't change us obedience to Christ is what changes us Miracles influence me. Miracles inspire me. When I hear miracles, miracles in my life, they, they motivate me, but they don't change me. It's when I'm on that ladder and I'm holding on and I'm looking, I'm about to be disqualified. I go, no. That's what changes me is when I obey him. When I stay on the qualification ladder, that's what changes me. You thrive in the presence of God Self thrives in the absence of God. Offense, listen to this, offense and dejection comes when we want our prayers answered more than we want him. Are you demanding an answer from God or seeking him? I want to tell you a beautiful story that happened when I was on the qualification ladder. This happened uh, when I prayed. So I'm in the prayer room. I had signed up to pray from four to six, and it was near the end, and I had laid down on the couch, and I was just looking up at the ceiling and just thinking about him. And I don't know if I fell asleep or if there was a vision. I, I really don't know, but I heard this. Once upon a time, there was a king in a kingdom. It's like he was telling me a, a bedtime story. And this king loved the people in the kingdom. And he provided beautiful places for them, gardens and waterfalls and festivals. And he had them come together. And he blessed them with many wonderful things, provided them food, what, whatever they needed. He provided them. And then he looked and he saw that the people were getting upset because they were looking at what he had given them instead of him. So it wasn't enough what he gave them. And all the king wanted was for them to love him. He blessed them because he loved them. But all he wants is for us to love him. Let's take a look at Matthew 6.33. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. The last point is Stay. He's saying, stay on the qualification ladder. In this ladder, listen to this, it will cost an intense narrowing of our interest on earth and an immense broadening 
of all our interest in God to be on that ladder. James 1, 6 through 8. But he must ask in faith without any doubting, for the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For that man ought not to expect that he will receive anything from the Lord, being a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. So I want to give you an example of what it's like when you live on the disqualification ladder and the qualification ladder. trying to balance between the two ladders. I'm qualified now. Oh, I'm disqualified because I said that. I'm qualified now. And so when you, when you keep that disqualifi- disqualification ladder for yourself or for others, it's unstable. The Lord is saying to you, come to the qualification ladder and stay. And when you start thinking you're disqualified, you, Lord, help me, show me, teach me about this. You, you keep your eyes on him, all the things. You hold on, you hold on to him. You hold on, it's, it's, a, it's a mist, it's a journey in a mist, it's not that long. Hold on. And so we live our lives on the qualification ladder, stay. I want to tell you a beautiful story about the word stay. It has to do with my husband Jim and our first year of marriage. So our first year of marriage was very, very difficult because I only saw Jim on this ladder and he saw me on this ladder. Every morning I'm like disqualified, disqualified disqualified. Sometime within the first year, I had confronted God. You know, I, you know, I thought I was on the qualification ladder. And I said, are you kidding me? Out of all the men in the whole world, this is the man you chose for me? And Jim and I had braided a quarter three, you know, quarter three, you know, isn't easily broken or untangled. And because I had just been disqualifying him and disqualifying him, I'm like, I'm done. So in the living room, I go get that quarter three and I'm gonna remove him from it, just me and God because that's the only way. You're disqualified. And so I have that, and I'm trying to take it apart, right? Get you out of there! And Jim did something that was so beautiful. I know it was from the Holy Spirit. He looked at me, and he said, I am committed to you. And it, it just, I remember, it just did something to my heart. I'm like, you are? I didn't feel that, and he was saying to me, he said, Joyce, stay, stay. 
And in those words, I am, I am committed to you, the Lord, I am committed to you. He's saying, stay on this ladder. When Jim did that, it changed everything. And I got my eyes off Jim. I kept on, I didn't see him as disqualified. I wanted to, but the Lord kept on bringing me back, and we learned. And Jim got his eyes off of me, and we started going up the qualification ladders. And as we did, our marriage got stronger and stronger and stronger. And I got to tell you what happened in January. The week of prayer and fasting, and they were talking about your mission and your vision. And mine is, I really, I have such a love for women to humble myself to help women to be all that God calls them to be. In the jail, that's what I do. I humble myself. I say to the ladies, we're all the same. And they look at me because they know I'm a chaplain, I'm a pastor. I'm like, we're all sinners. Need a savior. We're the same. We're all qualified from him. And I said to Jim, what's, what's your mission? I didn't think I was going to cry. But I, 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 it was like I knew what he was going to say. And he said to me, to take care of you, to, to support you, and what God has you to do. And that's, that's the man that God put in my life, the man that when I was saying, why God, why would you do that? And I kept, I, don't, I got him off the disqualification ladder and I just stayed. Do you see, I got my eyes off Jim. Jim, had, you have your own ladder, this mine. You have one. And you see, we started going up higher, keeping our eyes on God, and, and our marriage got stronger and stronger. And that's what, that's what happens in this journey of life. It's a mist. He's saying, stay. He says, don't, don't get on there. Don't disqualify yourself. He says, I want you to stay. And do you know what this, this ladder is? It's Revelation 12, 11. Let's take a look at that. And they overcame him because of the blood of the lamb and because of the word of their testimony. And they did not love their life even when faced with death. This is the testimony ladder. The three women who spoke yesterday at the breakfast, their testimonies, you know what their testimonies were? Ladder stories. How it was hard, it was a difficult, none of their stories were easy breezy. Oh, yeah, I just love God. And they talked how it's still hard. It's still hard. But I'll tell you what, when I hold on, and I go, I, I can't, I, I'm, I, I'm weak, I'm weak. And he goes, my strength is made perfect in your weakness, Joyce. Stay on the ladder. if the worship team could come up, if you're here today and you're like, I don't even know about that qualification ladder. I don't know. God sent his son, Jesus Christ, on the cross for you. And the word of God in Romans, it says, if you confess with your mouth 
and believe in your heart that Jesus died on the cross for you and your sins so you can get off the disqualification ladder and get on the qualification ladder. Today, you can do it. It's a prayer. You can repeat after me. And you will experience what it's like for all of us, like for Jacob. Disqualified. If you looked at my life, I would be on the disqualification ladder. There's no way that I would be called to become a a pastor. But God. So if that's you today, if you have never experienced what it's like to be on the qualification ladder, I'd like for you to raise your hand. Could I have heads, eyes closed and heads down just so people can have freedom? Raise your hand if you have never done that. Just raise your hand and you would like. I see that hand. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Okay, you can put your hands down. I'm going to ask just that you say this prayer with me. Just repeat after me in your heart. Father God, I don't want to be on the disqualification ladder. Lord, I ask that you come into my my heart, into my life, and help change me to, to begin a journey on the qualification ladder. I believe, Jesus, that you died on the cross for my sins so that I can be set free. Lord, show me about this love that the God of Jacob showed him in Jesus' name. Now I'd like for you to all to stand. And I'm going to pray for those of you who are struggling. You you just keep on. You go, well, I'm qualified today, but no, that disqualified me. And oh, yeah, I screwed up there. That disqualified me. If you were struggling in this area, we're going to pray for you so that God, through this message, will show you and teach you how to stay on the qualification ladder. If that is you, I'd ask that you put your hands out and we'll pray for you. Father God, you see these hands. These hands are the ones that say, I, I don't understand this kind of love, this love that, that, that says I'm qualified, that speaks to me, that, that says you I am the qualifier. You are not the qualifier. You are not the disqualifier. I am the qualifier. I will remove all the shame and the guilt and the unforgiveness that you have done and that has been done to you in the name of Jesus. I will remove that. Let's start a new day today as qualified sons and daughters, brothers and sisters of the living God. To you be the glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen.